It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to the season three premiere of Barely on Topic. This week I have with me Tim and Anthony. Hey, folks. Yes. Hi. Uh, and this season we're going to try something a little bit different. Uh, in past seasons, we have tried to have up to six people during one episode, and that was found out to be not ideal. And then last year we tried to shrink it down a little bit and Due to personal circumstances and scheduling conflicts and whatever, sometimes we only had three people. Uh, actually, for most of the season, we only had three people. And we felt that that was actually a number that worked. So this year, we're going to mix it up every week or so and see who's in. And they're going to come in and talk about the Bruins. That sounds accurate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. A so rotating schedule of fun. Right. It will never get dull and boring. We're like the rotating A. Yes! It's actually that, because, as you know, I am the captain. I did get my second contract all sorted out this summer. Didn't take as long as Posternox, but, you know, I got that, that sorted out. I am the captain. This week's alternates are Tim and Anthony. There we go. My thumbs up is good for a podcast, Anthony. <laughs> Yay! Because... You can all see that. <laughs> okay, well, um, I will remind you, it is an audio medium as opposed to a visual one. So, so my silent glasses are not helping here. Right. But you know what? I mean, you'll get back into it. You'll remember, right? Right. <laughs> this is going along so swimmingly. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the Bruins? Let's do that. Okay. I like them. <laughs> and uh, what's really funny is this time Anthony spoke and Tim nodded his head. <laughs> <laughs> the little subconscious things we do just to make you crazy <laughs> i'm not going crazy today i'm actually in a pretty good mood all things considered and it's too early to, to drink alcohol and no it's not <laughs> I, mean, I did consider cracking a beer for this <sighs> all right it it's... really I, i'm glad i didn't don't get me wrong but thought about it it's too early for me to drink alcohol all right so there we go there's the the standard for me and uh i'm also i think i might be developing a cold so i'm just gonna not do that right now but anyway it's sunday morning as we record this not quite noon and we have very little actual news on what the bruins roster is going to look like (laughs) it's gonna have 23 players on it Oh my goodness. Wow. That is breaking news. Hard, hard hitting reporting coming to you live from Campton, New Hampshire. And not only that, Brad Marchand is going to be one of those people. So is Patrice Bergeron. Um, and Tukarask. I heard that Zidane Chara made the team too. That doesn't sound right. No, I, I don't believe that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes we know that certain people will be on the team for sure brad bergy krejci posternock bacchus who is just people love or hate him that's it there is no in between poor guy he's the moxie of the bruins no don't as in moxie soda no don't put that juju on him (laughs) (laughs) only in terms of polarization like Moxie's awful. Bacchus is great. Yeah, I, you know what? I would agree with you because I can't stand Moxie. And I don't know people who are like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I like it enough. It's like you either nope. love it or you hate it. And I think the people who love it don't really love it. They just love the idea of being so different. I mean, granted, it's got a name like Moxie. It sounds awesome, but it's not. My dad, My dad loves Diet Moxie. And I just don't like it at all. But see, he loves it. Oh, he does. He 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 loves it. Right. But I think it's a fitting analogy. It really is. See, I'm so disappointed in my state for that. I really am. It's okay. Sometimes your states do things like give the world moxie. (sighs) uh, Tell people to go motorcycling with with or without a helmet on. It's up to them. It's 
live free or die. And then sometimes live free or die. And then sometimes your state gives people like James Woods to the world. <sighs> He's a lech. Anyway, Rhode Island also gave you Lou Lamorello. And New Hampshire yeah. also gave you Tim Keller. But most importantly, Nolachari is from Rhode Island. This is true. And And awesome. And awesome. Awesome. I, I think that Schaller and Achari will make their way onto this team somehow. It may be 12th and 13th forward. We'll see. It sounds like they don't want to get uh, give up Corrali to, to Providence. So so I think he plays well with either of those two guys. So we'll see. I think Achari's just slotted on the fourth line. I don't know. if it, Some nights it'll be Corrali at center. He'll be on the right wing. Some nights it'll be Achari in the center with somebody else in the right wing. But I think he's a permanent lock. Yes. I like that. I try not to get too confident about it. We're still trying to figure out what's going to happen with the Bruins lines. Now, before the show, Anthony pointed out that DeBrusque... Is it Anthony? pointed out that DeBrusque is only 20. And it was kind of shocking to us. Because we've been hearing his name for so long now. Has anybody heard anything on him specifically about whether or not he's definitely a lock for the team or not? I think he is. I, the last thing that I read was on CSN NE, so take it for what it's worth. It was, it said that Bjork was a lock, a definite lock to be on the team, and that DeBrusque wasn't necessarily, like, as much of a lock, but he had, like, the inside track, and that was, but he had to have a good game now last night, um, to kind of really lock it in, mm. um. And, I mean, they lost one nothing, so it's not like they had much scoring or anything like that. I don't know how he played beyond that or anything like that. But that's the last thing that I saw about DeBrusque on the team. Yeah, because you know what was really great about that game last night? It was not broadcast around here. I guess I could have found a stream, but I also got home kind of late, so... Eh. We'll just blame the NHL for that one. Good job, NHL. Assholes. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff about DeBrusque or Peter Chalaric making the team to play on that left wing with Krejci and whoever's on the right side, Pasternak. Because it looks like Bjork's just going to slot with Bergeron and Marchand. Hey, I saw what that looked like, and I liked what that looked like. And yeah, look, uh, I don't want to oversell it. Um, I think there's going to be times where any young, inexperienced NHLer is going to look really great, and then they're going to look kind of terrible in the 82 game span, but I like what I see from Bjork. So keep it up. I I'm just curious about DeBrusque because it's like you hear pockets of stuff about him and then nothing. Honestly, I think him being on a second line with like Krejci and pasta would be pretty perfect for him just because just like with Bjork being on the line with Marshy and Bergeron, it's something where they're young players and they have some nice veterans and even a younger veteran in pasta to kind of learn from, but you can kind of hide their um, deficiencies right now. You have two really good players with them who can kind of shelter them almost, kind of like they did with pairing Charo with Carlo, kind of you can shelter them more with that, and I think that would be perfect rather than throwing them on a third or a fourth line. And there's also something to be said for learning on the job and having your mentor right there. Either of those yeah. two can do that job for Bjork. Absolutely. Krejci's defensive game is so underrated. It's so easy to forget that he can actually, you know, kill penalties and stuff when you've got guys like Bergeron and Marchand who normally do all the heavy lifting. But Krejci's defensive game is very underrated. And having a first-year player with him is a good thing for said first-year player. Mm. Plus, DeBrusque being a natural shooter, like we thought how Vetrano was going to be, just shoot the puck all the time. Have somebody like Krejci who can feed it to him. Here's hoping. Yeah, uh, I wonder sometimes if, uh, well, one, we know that uh, Vitrano had the ligament issues in his foot last year, which, you know, he didn't get back until like, what? Mm-hmm. January, February. Yeah, he, he got back yeah, it was late. really late. And also, he was not an ideal fit under a clothes situation. So no. I, I feel like in some ways he's going to have to learn to play under Cassidy in a different way. Cassidy seems to be a little more like, like, shoot the puck. Yep, go do that. <laughs> you score when you shoot, so you might as well shoot it. <laughs> and he had experience with Vitrano down in Providence, so I think yeah. Vitrano should straighten out at some point, but where he is on this team, we don't know. Or if he's even on this team. If he goes down on waivers, if he, if he would probably be claimed, because he is not 
exempt, I don't think. That's, that's not a- sure on that one. Uh, no, I'm pretty... I saw... Who was it? Mark Diver said the other day he wouldn't clear waivers. He didn't think he would, so... I honestly wouldn't think he would either. Yeah, so he's pretty up on those situations because he's the beat writer for Providence, so... Yeah, so it seems like right now the team still has a bunch of decisions on some of their younger players on where they might fit on this team if they are better served being down in providence or you know if they will actually be able to send people down to providence because of waivers issues you know we know that kenny august uh, agostino who was the reigning ahl mvp uh, he was signed to a one-way deal during the summer and they sent him down to providence and he did clear waivers so who knows maybe people aren't going to be paying attention to the bruins roster they won't be and they'll just let everybody go to providence that needs to go fingers crossed and i mean maybe but it could also be a case where like we were talking about debrusque if he's gonna make the team coming out because I don't think he would need to clear waivers, maybe it's a thing where he doesn't make the team initially because they need to send someone down and someone like Vetrano gets a chance to play and show what he can do to the beginning of the year because he can't clear waivers and they don't want to lose him just to a waiver claim. Right, right. I think that's a smart thing. Now, one of the interesting things I did find out in the last couple of days was about Malcolm Subban. Now, uh, we know that he he got some game action kind of uh, throughout camp. Uh, he did do a, he started a game and he did really well. He played well in that game. But that presented another issue for the Bruins because if they send him down, if they try to send him down to Providence, he's he's not waivers exempt. So somebody can claim him on waivers. I wonder if what he's done in the camp, you know, and we're talking about camp, what he's done in camp has shown that he's a promising prospect and somebody might want to grab him up. I don't know. So I know they're taking a long time to figure out whether or not they want to keep him around up here uh, in the Boston area or if they want to send him down. Uh, Obviously, they're not going to keep three goalies. Um, and Hudobin would probably clear waivers. So it, it, there's a lot of decisions, and these are really difficult decisions, but they're actually good decisions to have to make. Yeah, because it means you have the quality there. One thing I think with uh, Malcolm, it's I really hope they can find a way to get him to Providence because last year was his first year coming back from that horrific injury. Yep. And being a full year removed from that now, the way he played in that game, like you said, he played really well. If he can get more playing time in Providence, maybe that injury was something where he needed that kind of underwhelming year to kind of get his get himself back and fully into being healthy and back into the flow of gameplay and things like that. And now he's able to kind of move forward and uh, build upon that prospect status that he's had with the team. I think that major injuries, it takes at least a year to fully recover from them. Have you ever, uh, uh, you know, this happens in other sports too, where it's like somebody will do a terrible tearing apart of their knee, you know, ACL, MCL, all that stuff. And, They'll be back within six months, but it still takes a full year after that to be able to really be confident and know what you've got. And which which is a very interesting thing, because I'm going to slide over to Matt Bolesky. Um, Matt Bolesky, it was revealed this week on one of the broadcasts in the intermission. If you happen to be watching, he was uh, kind of what I call a golf cart confessional with Bob Sweeney when they were doing some charity golf thing. It was, uh, and I think it was filmed for Brick's new golf show. Anyway, uh, Matt Bolesky revealed that he had partially torn a ligament in his knee and had sprained another. And that's why he was out for 23 games. But we, we remember seeing him come back and he just didn't have it. He did not have game. His skating was slower. His, you know, he wasn't hitting people nearly as much as he had in his first year. He was his very timid was skating. Yeah. yeah. So, the, yeah, if that knee is medically healthy, you know, whoop to do. But if your brain's not ready to, to do anything with it, because, I mean, you need your knees in skating, especially uh, more than anything, that if your brain's not ready to, to go full flat with it, you're not going to perform well. Well, I mean, you know, you have to know what your knee is capable of doing. And after an injury, you just don't know. Even when they say you're cleared to play, it means that you're cleared to play. It doesn't mean that everything is awesome. Um, It just means that you have to learn to work with what you have. Again, he says 
but he had to get through some tightness um, and then his knee kind of locked up a little bit. So I hope he has a better year this year. I hope that his knee is better because the injuries are nothing to mess with. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention this part. The tear was not great enough that they considered doing surgery. I wonder if it might have been better if they had just taken him out for the rest of the year, let him have a surgery yeah. and, and, and get uh, through rehab or something. But then we'd still be like a year out from that. He'd, he'd wasted another year. So I guess, I don't know. I guess people know better than I do. Yeah, it's it's tough to know with injuries. I mean, like you said, it takes for a major injury, it takes time to kind of know what your body's capable of doing. And I think that's what happened with Malcolm. And I think maybe that this year he could come back and have a good year. So I really hope that they find a way to get him to Providence because I think backing up in Boston isn't getting him enough playing time to really build upon that and see what he can do. I mean, his time is better served where he's going to play, you know, every other day, basically, with uh, with Zane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get the playing time, and playing time is much better for a person who's still learning the game or learning how to play the big games rather than sitting. It's true. Get him some confidence. I mean, that's another thing. Let him build confidence in the AHL, too. Like, when you're a backup here, you could, you may have one or... Say you're playing a couple ga- a game every few. If you have, like, two bad ones in a row, you don't get that opportunity to, to come back from that right away and build that confidence. It kind of festers there. And that can do a lot to a player's psyche, especially one who was so highly touted as a prospect, and now you're kind of unsure what his status is. I've got actually kind of an unpopular opinion with Malcolm Subban, and it's that if he does get claimed on waivers, I'm not bothered by it. We've got McIntyre in Providence. You've got Dan Vladar down in Providence. As Vladash! Well. Vladash. Yes, Daniel Vladash. Um, we drafted that guy in the fourth round. His name is escaping me right now this year as another goaltending prospect. So, you know, I wish Malcolm the best if we were to lose him. I'd love to keep him. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it, ha- it hasn't worked out here. He's been here. This will be his fourth year. I, ho- I hope he finds I hope he finds a place to play where he can play often and play well. Yeah, I, I-, I can see where you're coming from. And Malcolm's not a- he was not a-, a Sweeney draft pick either no Uh, No. because i think at some point it's like uh we might well i think all of us are a little bit worried about uh sweeney's um legacy at some point or maybe we're not worried about we you know we're keeping an eye on it right because it is the sweeney era ah jeremy swayman is the goaltender you were that that we took this this season yes um but i i always feel like you know it's like he was a first round draft pick he was picked what 24th overall in 2012 yep um and he was like the top ranked goaltender in north america uh in the pre-draft ratings so i think people don't want to give up on him so early you know and and yes it is five years later i get that but um goalies take longer to kind of mature though that's one of those positions and one thing i will say is if they plan on putting him on waivers and just hoping he clears if if there's if they know that like for a fact he's not clearing someone will claim him i would try to trade him rather than have him go claimed and, like, lose him for nothing. I know getting, like, a conditional pick seems really, like, nothing, but at the same time, I would rather let it... I'd rather just get something rather than let him go for nothing. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's also another thing that could happen, a a trade. Sometimes I I forget that you can do trades. Um, Yeah, it's not likely that they would be able to trade Hudobin, so... Malcolm might have some value. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, in earlier seasons, um, I was probably a lot more rah, rah, keep him. Uh, but now I'm just like, well, I guess if we lose him, it's terrible. Uh, but if we trade him, it's not as terrible. And if he goes down to Providence, un, you know, unclaimed, then that's just fine too. I think it's it's possible to have two scenarios out of three where everything works out okay, or three out of four, whatever it is. So, but I, I think that's an interesting thing that we have to keep an eye on in the next couple of days is what where Malcolm is going to end up. And there's lots of other players. There are lots of other players that are going to be in other places. And we're going to have to keep an eye on that too. So basically we know that York's a lock. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bjork and McAvoy are locks. That's the only two we know. All right. Excellent. That's that's one team. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, it's not. It's just two players. You know, I, I want to say that uh, I want to call that first line the killer bees because you got Brad and Bergie and Bjork. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it. I like it. Killer bees because Brad is dangerous and Bjork is going to be dangerous and Bergie, dangerous. And perfect. Bergie, perfectly dangerous. See, and- I was trying to think of a line name too, and I came up with Bam just because. Uh, Bergie, Anders, and Marshan. Bam. <laughs> we have all these different naming confirmations. Um, <laughs> and we never stick with all first names or all last names. We just no. put <laughs> whatever name we want to put in that fits our, our naming, just like our narratives. <laughs> yes. I was like, bam. <laughs> well, maybe we should do that. Oh, my God. We should have a poll. We should have a poll on... On Twitter.com, on our uh, uh, on our Twitter page. Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. We're going to put up something. We're going to put a poll. Killer Bees or Bam Line or... Anthony, do you have something? I don't. Oh, Anthony. No, that's okay. This is something that came up at the last minute. I don't expect you to have it right off the bat. If you think of something, tell me before I'll, the end. I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. I can't beat Bam is great though. I mean Killbees is great too. Bam's pretty awesome. Bam. Bam. Bam goals. Because then when that line scores you're like BAM Goals. Bam <laughs> Yeah. But then you get into copyright infringement with Emerald. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Don't tell Emerald Bam line. Yeah. All right. So we got two. And if we have a third one by the end of the show, then I'll put that one up too. That'll be fine. So should we just get right into it? Should we talk about what we think is going to happen this year? We we did do our questions. Should we do yeah. it? All right. We shall. All right. As you know, every year we go into the season talking about who's going to lead in goals and other sort of questions. Um, and we, we go over them at the end of the year and see who was right and who was wrong. I have no idea who actually won in quotation marks last year. I know that we made some pretty bad, pretty bad predictions. <laughs> I won. Sure, you did win, Anthony. Of course you did. I should say it's not really about winning or losing, but there is some pride at stake here. So basically, we're going to start off. Nick has recorded one, so we're going to... Just listen to that audio for a little bit, and then we're going to go into everybody else's picks. Hey, y'all. This is Nick Baggio. I'm currently fighting upper-class hunger in a grocery store right now, so here are my pre-recorded preseason predictions for the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand will lead the Bruins in goals, but the total point leader on this team is David Pasternak. Like last year, I believe my boy, Tori Krug, will lead the Bruins in assists. He should be healthy this year, even though he's dealing with a... Uh, jaw issue but an overall youthful defense I think will really help his games and yes Virginia there will be the Bruins in the playoffs they will finish second in the floor east with 99 points Tampa Bay will remember they're actually good they finish first in this division while the Habs will miss the playoffs by going scoreless in most of their games seriously besides Pacioretty who is going to score on that team I see no one will the Bruins have a Calder finalist Probably. I guess my pick is McAvoy, but I don't know if he'll win. As I said before, Spooner will be traded on January 10th, 2018. And my bold prediction. Tuco Rask will regain his all-star form and lead the Bruins to the Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you. That is all. I'm out. How interesting, Nick. All right, so here's how it's going to go. You guys are going to give your own answers, right? And I will fill in for Jeff and myself, because I'll give my own answer, actually. You don't know my answers. <gasps> you don't I, know mine. I don't know yours either, it's true. I, I emailed. That's okay. I followed the rules. You did follow Tim. the rules, Anthony. You did I follow, follow the beat of my own drum. There we go. <laughs> but it's a calypso drum. It's a steel drum. It is a steel drum, actually. Nice. Okay. Those are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the reasons why I think every little thing she does is magic was one of my favorite police songs when I was like, I don't know, I guess I must have been eight years old, nine years old, was 
because of the there's a steel drum in there, I think. Or they had steel drum in the I don't think they had it in the song. They had it in the video. And I was like mystified. It's like, look at the steel drum. And I knew what it was. Okay, so here we go. Who's gonna lead in goals? Anthony. Bradley. Okay. Nick said Bradley. Jeff said Brad. Tim. <laughs> yeah, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and just to show you so I'm not copying anybody else. I also said Brad. So we're all agreed. Brad is going to lead in goals. Yay. Who's going to lead in assists? Anthony. Krejci. Nick says Krug. Well, he was close. Krug was yeah. pretty close to the lead last year, so. Yeah. Jeff says Bergie. Tim. <laughs> this is where I'm going to go off the reservation a little bit. I'm going to say Bjork. Ha! Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I said Bergie. I think we're all like figuring. Well, we're all uh, we're we're over, all over the place. That's fine. I have an important question before we move on to the next question. Okay. That sure. hasn't been addressed yet here. Okay. When Jeff gave you his answers, were they all in super long form? No. No. No, they weren't. I was surprised. Oh. I expected a book on each. Yeah. In fact, I was kind of hoping he would have recorded audio because his answers were so short. And then I was hoping the audio would have been longer so that it would have been typically Jeff. So it's like Jeff went Jeff, Jeff went off his normal game here. And I don't know if I should be worried or not. Idaho's I mean, changed. Idaho. It changes a man. <laughs> Idaho. No, Utaho. Changes a man. <laughs> I was so upset the other night when I said that to him. Uh, I typed out that message to him, and it came out as, Idaho, no, Idaho, because my computer said no. <laughs> That's not a word. That was so awesome. It <laughs> <laughs> was one of the greatest things to wake up to read. Like, I was like, 110 messages, what happened? Oh, it's a <laughs> conversation between Jeff and Fian. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't know it was 110. <laughs> it, it was, yep. <laughs> there's it's a wild ride. There was a, lot, there was a lot covered. There was a lot to unpackage there. There was a lot. <laughs> we Sometimes we get chatty. <laughs> it was great. It just proves that we don't absolutely hate each other, which people might get the idea that we do. <laughs> But no, to answer your question, he did not write a book. I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> because remember for the newlywed game, the, the yes. newlywed game, every answer was a book. <laughs> he gave me a long form essay. <laughs> and I had to be like, if you get anything in this, if you come close to it, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, now i hope they make they remake the newlywed game and he gets married and he goes on <laughs> can you imagine those cards <laughs> they would just get, let him win by default they'd just be like yup okay yeah. it's uh, like that episode would be three days long it would be like, we didn't feel like reading your answer. You win. <laughs> That's like me and my Spooner prediction. Like, I <laughs> the first half of the season. <laughs> I think it was very wise. Nick went very specific. Um, so did Anthony. Uh, Jeff and I just had like, yeah, this week or that week or whatever. And actually, he and I picked the same week. And he was a gentleman and said the next week after. We think alike sometimes, so doppelgangers and shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> no book for Jeff. That was the <laughs> okay. Points. Who's gonna? <laughs> Please give your answer. <laughs> Five hundred words or more. <laughs> <laughs> Not 500 words, just, he's going to lead in points. I was actually, like, formulating a paragraph. <laughs> 500 words. All right, here we go. Let's try to think of it. 
Well, since he came into the league in 2015, he's been a uh, show of force and... Oh, God, I can't even pretend. Okay, go, Anthony. <laughs> uh, David Pasternak is going to lead the team in points. All right. Nick also agreed, said Pasta. Jeff also said Pasta. What about you, Tim? Brad Martian, Brad Martian, Brad Martian, Brad Martian, Brad Martian. What's that, like 10 words? Brad Martian, Brad Martian. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to be fair, Jeff's books are varied in words, and he throws plenty of 50-cent words in there. Or maybe for inflation, it's adjusted to $50 words. I don't know what they are. But anyway, there's plenty of those in. <laughs> Jeff should just take pictures whenever he gives answers because they're worth a thousand words. Ah! <laughs> yeah, but he could never be that quiet. <laughs> not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I, I feel bad if it weren't so funny. <laughs> oh, come on. Somebody, look, I'll just, the face that he would give. (laughs) (laughs) He'd have righteous indignation. (laughs) And then Tuka would step on his lap and then he'd laugh. (laughs) Now you hear the ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling in the background. It's like, kind of like, you know, the music from Jaws? It's like in the background, ding-a-ling-a-ling, ding-a-ling-a-ling. We don't have a, 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 a kitchen view today, though. No. I'm hardwired. And now I have a keyboard for my laptop because I spilled <laughs> coffee on it like four months ago. So I can't go anywhere. Do you need to go I get something out of the kitchen? No, my point is is that once an episode, Jeff gives us a tour of his kitchen to get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss his old apartment and the window behind him and that yeah. Tuka would constantly jump up into it. <laughs> Or the bookshelves. <laughs> uh, for those of you who might want to know, Jeff is in Idaho. Or I think he's actually flying back today, but he's doing something with rocks. <laughs> he is going to hate us. Well, no, he's going to hate me so much. You guys, you're fine. Okay, Tim, wait a minute. Where, where are we even? <laughs> I already said Brad Martian. You said Brad Martian. I think it's you, your answer. I'm going to leave the team points. <laughs> I just gave a book about everything else but my answer. (laughs) (laughs) My answer is Brad Marshan. I think Brad's going to lead in points. He's going to lead in goals. He's going to lead in points. I love Brad. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. love Brad. I don't think you have to. It's just a desire. Because we we all know it. I even told him on Twitter I love him. Okay, yeah. Oh, and he was just crossing lately. He has been feisty on Twitter. It's been great. We should. He should do that more often. It's fun. It is. I mean, as long as it's in good fun, I, I think yeah. he definitely should. Mm. Or when he's calling out some like uh, homophobe or something. That was great too. So yes, that was great. Just I love Brad. We love Brad. Everybody loves Brad. That was an episode title. Okay, so <laughs> ready? Will the Bruins make the playoffs? Anthony. Yes. Nick says yes. Jeff says yes, and I'm still sad about no book. Tim! Yeah, they do. I'm going to write down, yeah, they do. All right. Uh, Yes. I I said yes, but they might just squeak in. Ooh. That's still a yes. I'm not going to do what I did last year when I said no, and then everybody was like, you fucking suck! Yeah! Like, oh yeah, who's wrong now? I'm going to call it out when you're not here. I'm Nick Nabaji. I remember that happening. Oh, yes. And I remember something about vodka in a KFC bucket. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of gross foods that I keep forgetting. Oh, yeah, that episode was something else. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to it. I was like, I'm Just all the different vodkas in a bucket. (laughs) <laughs> Bahama Mamas with Bob Kelso. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that was a delightful train wreck. 
I was like, I am so nice to you guys. Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> I think at one point someone, it might have been Jeff, tried to get back on track. And I was like, nope, drive the boat home. <laughs> he did. Curiously enough, he was my defender for a little while. But it was more like <laughs> he was trying to stick his finger in the, in, uh, in the hole. In the in the dike, oh boy, that sounds really different. He was trying to. He was like the little blue boy there. He was just trying to make sure that you know nothing broke. And then it was just no, like no, nope. heavy doesn't break. <laughs> it just came over the top. <laughs> it's a fun one. It's okay. It's okay. All right, back on track. Where will they finish in the standings? And there's a bonus to this question to give po- point totals now. Jeff is the only one who never who didn't really give an answer to this per se here. It is in a different section, and we'll go over that later. Um, and he didn't give me a point total, so he does not get bonus points. Is it prices right rules? No one point. Can't do that. Well, th- th- yeah, that doesn't work, though. Yeah, you know what? You just you have it or you don't. That's it. Uh, okay. Since it's a bonus, you have it or you don't. Right? Okay. Okay, so Anthony, where are they going to be in the, the standings? And then, if you have a bonus point total, tell me. I do have a bonus points total, but they're going to finish third in the Atlantic with ninety-six points. That's right. That's what you said. Got it right here because I forgot. Nick says second in the Northeast, which is the Atlantic, and ninety-nine points. Tim, what do you say? I'm also saying second. Okay. However, I'm going a little bit higher on the point total. I'm saying 101 points. Ooh. Wow, he wow. is going bold. 101. All right, I got that down. I said third in the third in the Atlantic, but with my other answer, it could be, you know, it could be squeaking into that. And I said 99 points because it sounds right. Last year I think they were like 95 or something and I think Cassidy will win them some more games, and I think that they'll, I think they'll, I think 99 just sounds right. That's all. All right, here's the one. Here's an interesting one. Will the Bruins have a Calder finalist? Anthony. No. Nick says yes, and it'll be McAvoy. This is the, okay, this is the answer that Jeff gave that was almost a book. Okay, ready? Yes, Bjork. But McAvoy will get buzz for the first half of the season. So he thinks it's Bjork. Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. Tim, what do you think? I say yes, and that's all I'm going to give right now because um, I'm going to come back to it with my bold prediction. Ooh. I'm going to say look at bold prediction. See, I didn't get Timmy's stuff before, and I'm very excited to see what he's going to say. I said no. Because I think it's going to go down to the, the, the first finalist is going to be Nico Hishier. The second is going to be Nolan Patrick. And the third is going to be some guy. I just, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'd rather not place the burden as if like everything I say is a burden on top of the Bruins right now. But I don't want to burden them with uh, trying to set their sights too high. Just do a good job, Bjork and McAvoy, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think there will be some bias against the two Bruins. Like, a defenseman very rarely is up for Calder, which is kind of dumb. Um, but people will look at Bjork's play being with Bergeron and Marchand, and they'll go, well, it's, you know, this because of this, despite how stupid that notion is. Yeah, Hockey I, writers are dumb. Yeah, I mean, and Nico Heischer is, like, like the only guy on the uh, Devils, really. And Nolan Patrick plays for the Flyers. And seriously, I mean, they have Drew, they have what's his name, Borchek and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's. I don't think his level of play is going to necessarily going to be wowing people. But they'll look at like, oh, he's a second ra- uh, second draft pick and blah blah blah. First over uh, second overall draft pick, and they'll be like, that's great. Let's give him the Calder. Yeah, it, defensemen they just don't get the love for these things. Neither do goalies. But will Spooner be traded? We've talked about this at great length, so I'm just going to remind you of what your answers were. 
Anthony said he won't be traded. And he's going to resign. And he's going to be resigned. Okay, that's better. Oh, yeah. Spooners are brewing for life. Because I've been wrong every step of the way. Might as well be wrong again. <laughs> hey, it's bold because it is not what anybody else said. <laughs> uh, Nick said January 10th. Jeff said the second week of January. Tim said before Christmas freeze. <laughs> and I said the first week of January. We have so much confidence in poor Brian Spooner. I almost called him Brian Spooner. You know, that Brian Spooner, he's just doing such a good job out there. He's so much better than Brian Spooner. It's just that I have more confidence in other players than him. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, yep. Not necessarily negative towards Ryan, just more confident in others. Okay, I I have a question for you guys right now. Because you're the two who are here. Yeah, Nick and Jeff don't get a vote. Okay. All right. Or at least not right now. No, they don't get a vote on this. Okay. I actually wrote down four bold predictions. Four. Right? I told you That's that. bold in itself. I know. I wrote down four. I'm wondering, should I just limit it to one or should I have four? You should have four. You should have four. Because the bold prediction of having four bold predictions is bold. All it's right. like bold in itself. That's like bold on yeah. bold. Right. Last year I had That's no bold squared. Last year my boldest prediction was that what's his name? Carlo <laughs> What's his name? Carlo is going to like start out the the season on the Bruins and that's not very bold because he did. But I have four four different bold predictions this year, okay? So Ha ha! No, I mean I was like I came up with them, right? This is why I didn't want to look at people's things. Because I wanted to have an independent thought on these things. And some of the things are similar, but not exactly the same. So it's like I every email I just check to see, oh, there are answers there. Never mind. Just moving. Right? But then when it came to bold predictions, I'm like, I definitely don't want to read anybody's bold predictions. Because I yeah. don't want to be swayed in any way. So, all right. So this is how it's going to go. I read one of my bold predictions in between other people's bold predictions because I have four and we're going to keep all four and that's going to be fun. (laughs) I like it. All right. All right. So Anthony, I'm going to have you go with yours and then I will go with one of mine and so on. Okay. Ready, Anthony? Oh, you were like ready. Like it's a question and then there was going to be a go. So ready, set, go. My bold prediction is pretty bold. Uh, Matt Bolesky is going to have himself a back bounce back year. Uh, he'll finish with around 38 points and he'll be more like he was his first year here. All right. I like it. You're going with Bolesky and people. I don't think anybody else had a Bolesky comment. So there you go. Um, okay. My first one. Ready? Yaramir Yager will play for the Bruins at some point this season. I'm going to say it again. Yarmir Yager. The Yager will play for the Bruins at some point this season. Now, I'm not saying now. It's a season-long thing. He could play for somebody else, get traded, ends up on the Bruins. That's juicy. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought of that. That was my first one. I was like, wow, that that feels really good. (laughs) I like it. Uh, now, Nick said that uh, Tuca regains all-star form and leads Bruins to the conference finals. Now, ready? Here's my second one. Tuka Rask, Vesna winner. Ooh. Winner. That'd be his second one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Bobrovsky can do it, Tuka can do it. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah? Feeling yeah. it. Isn't it great? I, they were all good. I thought they were all good predictions. Jeff said, now, we, we skipped over Jeff with where they would finish in the, in the, the uh, standings. Because Jeff said, for his bold prediction, Bruins nudge out either the Leafs or the Lightning for second in the division. I know. It's an underwhelming, it's an underwhelming bold prediction for someone who made fun of other bold predictions 
for being underwhelming. Guys, he was in Idaho. He was in Idaho. You know how he loves Idaho. He he loves Idaho. Loves it so much. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna put roots down there someday. Yep, yep. I, I think or Idaho rocks down there someday. I think yeah, yeah, probably he'll put rocks down there someday. <laughs> not roots. Not an arbologist. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, he's already probably put rocks down over there. Yeah, he didn't just take them all with him. He's gonna sow his wild pebbles and just go go live in Idaho. <laughs> he's definitely gonna get his rocks off. Sow <laughs> <laughs> those wild pebbles. Bravo, everybody! Bravo. So, so how do we tell him do not listen to this episode ever? <laughs> We said nothing but positive. Like that. Don't do this, Jeff. Jeff, you'll just, hate you us all. Jeff, you're gonna <laughs> be mad at everyone. Somehow he's pissed at Nick the most. You weren't there to stop it. <laughs> Idaho changes a man. Idaho, squat the hoe. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, look, my bold prediction was really super underwhelming last year. In fact, we could say it was non-existent. You know, I just feel like Jeff was just enjoying Idaho. So, you know, that's how it is. Here's my third one. Ready? Bjork. 29 goals. 29. Two and a nine. Not two plus nine, because it's 11. 29. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. See, all of mine are really good this year, huh? Yeah. Combining that with my him leading the league in points, or in leading the team in assists, that would be uh, quite the season. It would be quite the season. Then he could be a Calder candidate. <laughs> he would be at that point. All right. Speaking of that, Tim, you have a bold prediction, and it does affect your Calder. It does affect my Calder. Now, I want to preface this by saying I think Jeff is right with Bjork. However, that wouldn't be very bold of me. So... My bold prediction for the Calder, Jake DeBrusque is a finalist. (gasps) Whoa! Wow! That is out of nowhere! I'm going to need a little info. A little more. Yeah, I think you should make a book out of this, or a a paragraph. Explain this. I really like what I saw um, that's... Uh, from him in camp and things like that. I think he'll end up being on that second line with uh, Krejci and Pasta. And I think that he is going to have two guys who can distribute the puck really well, and he's going to score a bunch of goals because of it. Because he's a shooter first. So I think he'll end up scoring probably in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 goals in that range. And to top it off, he has two guys that can also score with him on that line. So I think he could end up getting 20 to 30 assists, have a nice little 40 to 60 point season. And for him coming out of nowhere with that season, I think it'll be enough to get him a finalist. Wow. That is very bold. All right. We're going to see. We're going to see if that happens. Okay. For my final one. And this is probably my dumbest bold prediction. Ready? Adam McQuaid ends up in Edmonton by season's end. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I don't know how it would happen, and I don't think Shirelli can afford anything, but if there's anybody who's going to be a taker for McQuaid, it's, it's going to be Shirelli. Shirelli. They'd have to make the salary work coming back probably our way. Yeah. So that's kind of what makes it the most interesting. Who would we be taking back? Chris Russell, the Bruins confirmed. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> I don't think I want that, but Shirelli signed Russell, and he's going to be, like, all about Russell. There's going to be somebody that's else. True. Uh, look, I, I was just concentrating on that part. I, I didn't have it all figured out. No, of course not. And I don't have to have it all figured out. No, you don't. No, it's bold. It's it is, bold. It is bold. I came up with four rockin' bold ones. Adam McQuaid just gets left off the bus in Edmonton. Oh my god, poor Adam McQuaid. It's not that I don't like Adam McQuaid. I I like him. 
I think he's uh, a good guy. I think he mostly does like the fighting thing for the good reasons. You know what I mean? I like him as protection for Krug. Uh, I just, I like him. I, but I just feel like we are going to start seeing this season. We're going to see transitioning away from that bigger body, like fighty thing. And we're going to really start going into speed and youth. And we're, I think that, we have to sacrifice McQuaid to be able to get the team to where it needs to be. Makes sense. And all, and all, I mean, keeping uh, Kevin Miller too, he can fill in for McQuaid in that he's not like as big as McQuaid. I don't think, but he can fill in that uh, face punchy role mm-hmm. quite well. Right. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's a crazy person. So he's, he's, he's strong. He's strong as bull. He is, and, you know, I was reading something that Ty Anderson said the other night. They're not, or was it Fluto? It was it was one of the Bruins guys, beat guys. Uh, and they basically said, refs aren't letting McQuaid nor Kevin Miller fight. And it's not just a preseason thing. It started last season. Probably because, you know, uh, they both can be pretty brutal. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. you know what? I kind of just like to have the idea of protection without even there even have to do anything. But I think that we're going to start seeing that tr- transition out this, this season. So that and is... if anything, Kevin, like, Kevin can give that protection, and he's a better player at this point in time overall. Yeah. I mean, the way he played in the playoffs was just... It was great. He was unreal in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I think I think it got stated from a few sort few places that he played so well, but I th- really think his play was underrated in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that I don't like McQuaid. It's just that I see that happening. So boom, bold predictions. Or bam, bold predictions. Bam, bold predictions. Bam. We have different killer bees now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Two Boston sports teams would have their killer bees now. Because yeah. the Red Sox have Betts, Bradley, Bogarts, Benintendi. Mm. But but they don't have the black and gold. The no, black and yellow the... of the bumblebee. No, they uh, don't The bumblebee have... is not really a killer bee. <laughs> no. But they anyway. have... Red and navy blue and white. So, they're, um, yeah. Okay. America? Yeah, they're the American. America! <laughs> so we got all that stuff down for the new season. We're going to wait this week to find out how the team completely coalesces and what the the formations are. I think it's now time to talk about, and and we're not going to do this in the normal way, but we're going to talk about the schedule. I'm going to just remind you gently of what the schedule is. I can't do sexy schedule talk because, well, I'm not Jeff. It would be wrong. Yes, no sexy schedule reading this week. This week, on October 5th, we have the Bruins season opener. I'm very excited about it because, of course, it's the Nashville Predators that are coming in with brand new captain Roman Yossi. <sighs> so, question for you. Yes. Actually, two part question for you. One, are you going to wear your Yossi shirt under a Bruin shirt? And then, two, are you going to actually try to get Yossi shirt with the captain C on it? Oh, okay. Um,. One, I thought about that, but I felt like it would be um, bad juju to do that. Since my primary team is the Bruins, and I don't want to screw them. Um, however, if I ever thought there was a chance for me to run into Yossi, I would have that shirt on me, and then not on my physical body, but around and have him sign it and stuff. And two, God, the only thing that's stopping me from getting the the new jersey that they have is that is it's how they look it's fucking ugly it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just ugly i do want to get the one with the c though because at some point but I, i'm gonna have to think about that a little bit but i was very excited he's the captain i knew he'd be the captain i said it in the last one ah! he's the captain and of course you know you know the thing is, is that 
Now, Ryan Ellis is the associate captain, which is a military thing, I guess, that they decided to do with the Predators. And um, it's not an actual hockey thing. So he's like, basically, he's the full-time A when he comes back. Right. And then the other five people will split the A at different times. There's a lot of people wearing the A there, but only one person wearing the C and I get to see him and the other players on Thursday night. And I hate to say it, but, um, Preds, you can just lose this game. That's fine with me. <laughs> well, I remember I, when I, I saw would the appreciate tweet it if too. they lost. I was like, I saw the tweet that Roman Yossi had been named captain, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I noticed you hadn't retweeted anything yet, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and send this to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I wasn't looking at Twitter, and I saw that, and I saw a notification, and I looked, and I was like, I was actually really happy. I'm like, yay! Tim knows! <laughs> like, it's the best day ever! <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, but anyway, I'm really happy that he is. They've compared him to Roger Federer, which was a high compliment for him, both of them being Swiss and uh, Roger Federer being insanely uh, good and successful at tennis. And did you know that Roger Federer has like at least two sets of twins? Maybe oh, wow. three. Yeah. He's got a lot of kids and he's got two sets of twins at least. He's also probably one of the most successful Swiss athletes overall. I mean, if not the most successful. I mean, when you think of other Swiss athletes, it's hard to think of another one who's as accomplished as him. Yep. Yep. I mean, are there any Swiss drivers? Anthony? Um, not really. Not Swiss. I'm trying to think of who's... Nope. No one's coming to mind. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I don't really know that much about Switzerland other than it's insanely expensive. Um, and they have lots of mountains, you know? My, my aunt I mean, lived a, there for like four or five years with her family. There's a long-standing Formula One team from Switzerland, Sauber. Um, but they're not very good right now. But Peter Sauber, used, no, Peter, I think he's German. Sure. But so then come into my mind. Oh, and, you know, it's important to point out, I mean, Switzerland is trying to, like, take over hockey now, slowly, because uh, this season's, I mean, um, the 2017 first overall pick is Nico Hischier from Switzerland. They're actually, speaking of Switzerland and, and racing, they're allowing uh, Formula E, which is an all-electric car oh. uh, series, um, to do a street race for the first time in Switzerland, not just in the streets, but the first race in Switzerland in like 50 something years. And they're doing it in the streets of, I can't remember the city. Bern, 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 Genoa, Geneva, Geneva. Geneva. Yeah. I yeah, think that's where it is. It's gotta be Geneva or Bern. It's one of those two. Yeah. Cause Bern's the uh, capital, I believe. And yeah. Then... I, I always get I, I can't I can't remember if it's Baron or if it's uh, Geneva. I'm pretty sure, um, it's Burn. Okay, sure we'll go with it. It is. Uh, I had to learn back in middle school. Had to learn world capitals, and we had to learn the capitals of all the countries in Europe. Then. Australia news Australia we had to learn like not only the capital of Australia but like a map of Australia and all their different all the capitals and the different um provinces provinces that they have and then same with Canada then we had to learn South American capitals and Central America yeah it was a lot you know here's what's really messed up when you were in middle school you learned a capital for Germany that I did not learn as the capital of Germany because when I was going to school as a middle schooler, Germany was still East and West Germany. Oh, wow. So the capital of West Germany was uh, Bonn, and the capital of East Germany, of course, was Berlin. And you have to... I had so many German professors who used to tell us stories about what it was like to 
drive over from the free west side over they went to go to berlin because berlin was in the middle of uh of the the con uh the communist state basically the communist country so they had to drive to a checkpoint and they would stamp your passport at that point and search your car right and then um you had a time limit between the border to the city if you got to the city too fast they would detain you and if you didn't make it there in time it assumed that you didn't present what you were actually going to do and you went somewhere else and so you'd get detained so you knew that you were just going to be detained all the time so my one professor used to just leave porno mags in the back seat just all along you know she's like i knew that they were going to detain me from getting into the city so might as well just like uh make it more fun for them <laughs> but you know i mean it was one of those things where that that's what they would do if they wanted to get to, to berlin which itself was a city that was like um you know like a western city but there was an eastern part of that city and that's where the berlin wall went in you know um yeah so it's very interesting um, it is. And there's part of the Bo uh, Berlin Wall in Portland, Maine. Down on one of the wharfs. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> wow, that was a long way between <laughs> schedule talk and that. One other game to note <laughs> Bruins, the Bruins schedule, uh, they are off again until Monday when the ambivalent Carl Soderberg. He of the 14 points last season and his team of natural disasters comes in for a manatee game uh, on Columbus Day to the Garden. Manatee Monday. Interesting. It's just another Good old manatee, manatee Monday. Monday. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, so um, Manatee Monday. I like it. Then we'll talk about the other games after that next week. This being the first week of Bruins stuff, we should talk about bare necessities. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we should. <laughs> the thought of alcohol right now is a little horrifying, but we should. Well, Thursday is still, what, it's four or five days it's trivia away? night. <gasps> You're going to go to trivia and not watch the Bruins opener. Uh, uh, we're reigning champs right now, though. You could be reigning champs next weekend. Uh, next week. The game will be on, too, though. So. Oh, man. Okay. I'm okay with it. Gotta defend our crown. I'm just shaking my head. <sighs> okay, anyway. Bare necessity time. Let's figure it out. I'm going to be at the garden, so I don't know what I'll be drinking on on uh, on that Thursday. Uh, probably beer, because I don't tend to go for the hard stuff at games. Because I don't want to be a messy drunk. <laughs> I don't mind. I feel like it. beer is what you should just drink at at a at game. sporting events. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think one time I beer tried... Beer or rum and coke? Oh, uh, yes. No, no. Beer. Beer. I, I I don't like rum that much. Not with coke, anyway. Mm -mm. Okay, yeah, so or beer for me. Ale. So, so well, not ginger ale. I do rum and ginger beer for the dark and stormy, but even then, I'm not super sold on that. That's All right. dark rum, right? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes, dark rum. Although I will tell you that if you do make a drink with spiced rum and pineapple juice and Midori, it is really tasty. It is ostensibly a Pearl Harbor, which is a terrible name, but um, it is also really good with spiced rum. That Spice. sounds good. Spiced rum with coconut, actually, it's a really good mix. You should try it. Anyway, yes. Uh, and with coconut, too, I think is it's good. Anyway. Um, yes, Anthony, what do you think? What do you think, Tim? I'm losing you. Um, I am going to have, well, that day's crazy for me because I have the Red Sox and the ALDS. I have the Bucks playing and I have the Bruins. I'm going to go to an old favorite, Black Velvet. I knew it. Real. I saw it coming. Black Velvet. I saw it real. coming. <laughs> 
You're not going to make your green monster black velvet thing? Oh, no, that was... That was the one... The green monster was, uh... Was... Oh, it was just... It was good, but... I mean... The Gatorade in with it just kind of... It was weird. It was good, <laughs> but it was weird. So I'm just going to stick with just, like, the normal, regular ginger ale. If I find any cranberry ginger ale out yet, I may do that, but... Ooh, that yeah. should be coming out here soon. Yeah. It's, cranberry and ginger ale is the best. It really is. Also, like, cranberry Sprite is really good. Yeah, the yeah. cranberry Sprite, Sprite is really good. That's Sprite Zero. I like that one. Um, I like I like cranberry juice mixed with ginger ale. It's good. You can do that, too. Yep. I just like cranberry juice. I get lots of drinks with cranberry juice in them. Uh, okay, yeah, so, um, what do you think, Anthony? Well, being at Trivia, I'll probably have either an Angry Orchard or maybe a Milk maybe the left-hand Milk Stout. That's generally my go-to when I go to Trivia, so I'll probably have one of them. Maybe a couple more, but probably not. I'm, I'm gonna guess for Nick that he's gonna go with, like, a PBR or something, or box wine. And Jeff, if he makes Valentine's. it... Valentine's. Really? I, I Oh, I, yeah. I was going to say gin and tonic. I'm guessing Valentine's because it's, it's his hockey scotch. going to start that right out, right out of the gate. Uh, I'm saying gin and tonic. We're going to see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Taking prop bets on what Jeff's going to drink. you got a prop bet on what Jeff's going to drink? Tim? I think Jeff is going to do White Russians. I knew you were going to say White Russians! Oh! That's what I think. <laughs> That's what I think he's going to do. We have yet a second poll question this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I love it. This is interaction. This is going to be fun. I'd love to have a poll question every week that people answer. And hopefully they'll answer it on Facebook too. Um, so, all right. Oh, all right. So guess what? We're like at the end of the show. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So excited. It, it's been so weird to have like a show with a format for a while. <laughs> That is. <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at Bearland Topic, on Facebook at Bearland Topic Podcast. Uh, our primary home for listening uh, is SoundCloud. And thank you for all the thank you for all the listens for the last uh, podcast that we had. It was it went up pretty quickly, and I really enjoyed seeing that. It when I see that people are listening and responding, it makes what we're doing so much more worthwhile i swear so thank you where else can you find us ready itunes yep google play <laughs> itunes google stitcher uh google play i should say not google itunes google well, you can play. find us on google yeah you, you probably can for us. yeah yeah you could do that all right so timmy take us out word <laughs> <laughs>